Well, welcome to the house of the Lord. Amen. I'm glad everybody's here today. I hope y'all all had a good week. It's uh, We got the mission trip coming up Saturday. We're leaving 5 o'clock in the morning, so the excitement is really starting to set in. Macy's been wanting to pack for like a month, so she finally got to start packing, so she was happy. But this has been a really good weekend for us. Uh, we had a concert in the park Friday night, and we had probably, probably 75 people attended, and uh, it was really good. The, we had the altar call, and the altar call lasted probably an hour, hour and a half. I mean, it was, it, was, it was awesome. I mean, the spirit was definitely moving and flowing through there. We had two salvations, and we had many more that came up and just got some change broken from addictions and, and just found some freedom in life, so it was awesome. And a lot of the youth were really, really excited and asked us to do it again, so we'll probably plan one sometime, not immediately because it takes a lot of work to plan it, but it was awesome. And then last night we went over to Throckmorton. They had a praise and worship night over there. So we just got really, really fed this weekend, and it was good. But I'll tell you, this week I've had a really hard time uh, preparing for this message. God laid something on my heart Friday morning or Monday morning, and I was like, nope. We ain't doing that. So have you ever told God no? It doesn't work out too good. So I spent all day Monday and half the day Tuesday trying to write my own message, trying to pick my own topic, and I'd get about a half a page in and just go blank. So I'd pick something else, and I'd get about a page in, and I'd go blank. So I was like, all right, God, I'm going to run with you, so. And then my wife started asking me, what are you preaching about? What are you preaching about? I was like, I ain't telling you. <laughs> it's a surprise, and you're all fixing to find out why. So please stand up. We're going to read Ephesians 5, verses 22 through 24. Wives, submit to your husbands. <laughs> bear with me, bear with me. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husbands is the, is the head of the house as also Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is the subject to Christ, let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Will you pray with me and for me? <laughs> Father God, thank you for this day. Father, just forgive me for my, uh, my stubbornness and disobedience this week, Father, and, and just uh, let this message flow through me. Father, let your words be spoken, and just let us receive this message for what it really is, Father. Father, we just ask that the Holy Spirit will just fill this room and just remove me of this situation. Father, we love you. We praise you. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. So, right now, there's a bunch of men sitting there thinking, this is going to be great. I get to go home and tell my wife, hey, remember what the preacher said. But at the same time, I got a bunch of women that are probably sitting there wanting to throw hymnals at me thinking how I could give such a Stone Age message, right? But if we claim to believe that the Bible is God's inspired word, then we have to step back from our modern culture and seek to understand what Scripture says about this subject. And it's very straightforward. As the church is subject to Christ, so wives are to be subject to their husbands in everything. So before y'all start throwing stuff at me, I want to say, first of all, that this is not a command given by husbands to their wives. It is a command given by God to women. And as men, it is not our job to 
to enforce this. And second, as men, we should be willing to lay down our lives for our wives, just as Christ laid down his life for the church. And I'm not talking just physically. As men, any of us should be willing to take a bullet for our wife or our kids, but I'm talking uh, figuratively as well. We should be willing to lay down our own personal selfish desires for the happiness of our wives. It takes two people giving 100% with God in the center of it for a marriage to work. But in today's society, this is not the normal anymore. There's a huge feminist movement and a push to take masculinity out of the world. So a topic like this has a huge debate. But let's see what the Bible says about it. So first we need to realize that with all of God's command, commandments, this command is for our good from an all-knowing, all-wise, ever-loving God. He alone designed marriage, and he alone should tell us how to live in it if we want his blessing. See, God is not some male chauvinist that is punishing women and rewarding men by commanding these things. As Christians, we must all submit to the proper authority, whether it's the government, whether it's our employers, or our families. Anytime we try to live in rebellion to authority, we are living in defiance of God, who ordains all authority. Second, the church is in no way degraded by submitting to Jesus. Actually, the church is glorified when they submit to, to Jesus. So it is not degrading for the wife to submit to her husband. Verse 27 says, It results in her glory, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. And third, a wife submitting to her husband should not be a cross that she painfully bears. It should be the path to joy. I know that sounds kind of crazy, but just as we submit to God to find true joy, a wife submitting to her husband as to the Lord is the way to true joy. And fourth, a Christian marriage should be the counterculture to the selfish world which we, world which we live in. There should, they should be able to see a difference in Christian marriages. They should see a Christian husband tenderly and selflessly loving his wife, just as Christ loved the church. They should see a Christian wife joyfully submitting to and respecting her husband, always seeking his good. They should see Christian children honoring and obeying their parents. See, there should be a huge difference in a Christian marriage versus what's shown on TV where they try to make the husband or the father look like an idiot that can't survive on his own. See, in both the Old and the New Testament, the Bible uses their marriage relationship as a comparison to relationship between God and his people. In Genesis 1, verse 27, says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. You see, one was not created to be greater than the other but both were created in the image of God. So there should be no rivalry or competition between a husband and a wife in a marriage because they are equal before God. And in this text, Paul compares the relationship of a husband as the head of the wife to, to uh, Christ as the head of the church. So if a Christian husband puts his wife down or is abusive to her, he's telling the world that Christ puts down and abuses the church. If he's a self-centered dictator over his wife, he's telling the world that the loving Christ is a self-centered tyrant, which are both lies. But at the same time, 
when a Christian man cowers down to his leadership role and lets his wife lead, he preaches that Christ is not a lovingly shepherd, is not lovingly shepherding his church, and the church is free to live out from under submission to Christ. And if the husband is unfaithful to the wife or neglects her by being more concerned with his career or hobbies, he's saying that, church, that Christ is unfaithful to the church, which are more lies. As Christians, we are the best example to the watching world when we relate as husbands and wives like the Bible tells us to. So let's dig in. In verse 22, it says, Wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord. Now this isn't saying that a wife should submit to her husband in the same way that she submits to the Lord. Because after all, the Lord's perfect. And us men, well, most of us ain't. Figured all you women would say amen right there. But it does mean submission to your husband is part of obedience to the Lord. And if you're fighting against the idea of submitting to your husband, your attitude reflects that you are really fighting against God who ordained the order of marriage. Verse 23 says, For the husband is head of the wife, as also Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Now, this is not a command. This is a stated fact. This is something that some men really need to get a grip on. There's many times that the man cowers down and lets the wife lead him. But as men, we are in an inescapable position of leadership. We cannot refuse to lead because no matter what we do or where we go, we are the head of the wife because that is how God designed it to be. And all the New Testament commands for the wife is to submit to their husbands are addressed to the wives, not to the husbands. Like I said earlier, the Bible does not command the husband to command the wife to submit. It's not our place to force this, and, and at the same time, it's not something that we can simply throw away because it no longer fits into the worldly culture. God could have easily created Adam and Eve at the same time, but he didn't. He created Eve out of Adam. 1 Corinthians 11, 8 and 9 says, For man is not from woman, but woman from man. Nor was man created for the woman, but woman for the man. <clears throat> In Genesis, it says that she was created to be a suitable helper for man. So the roles in marriage are not culturally determined. They were determined by God at creation. Now, this does not mean that it's a woman's job to do all the cooking and cleaning. This is not an excuse for men to sit back and just to be catered to. You see, household chores are flexible. But the role of the husband as the head and the wife as submitting, submitting to him are fixed. <clears throat> so what, does, what exactly is biblical submission? And more importantly, what is it not? By de definition, biblical submission is the attitude and action of willingly and wholeheartedly respecting, yielding to, and obeying the authority of another. So here's what it looks like. Submission involves respecting your husband. In verse 33, Paul says that a husband should love his wife and a wife should respect her husband. A large part of submission involves respect. So we could really dig into this and we could drag this out, but simply put it, it means that a wife should not attack her husband or put him down, that she should be on his team, cheering him on on everything he does, and when, not if, he makes a mistake, she should correct him lovingly in private, not in public. Submission 
includes the desire to please the one over you. Like I said earlier, marriage is not a competition. It can't be one or the other trying to get to win or get back at the other one. The submission means that a wife wants her husband to be happy. And us men, we're pretty simple. We like food. We all have a favorite meal. You want to make us happy? Just cook our favorite meal. It's that easy. Submission means not going against your husband's will and desires through deception, manipulation, or whining. Many times a wife will appear that she's submissive in front of everybody and in public, but behind the scenes she's being the little puppet master, pulling strings, manipulating things, getting things lined up the way she wants it. Or better yet, she'll whine and nag until she gets what she wants just so that he can get some peace. I'll give you an example. My wife wanted chickens. I didn't want chickens. We now have chickens. <laughs> she won. But submission does not mean that the wife is inferior to the husband. A godly husband is a good manager of his household, and a good manager recognizes the strengths of those he manages. So men, if your wife's better at something than you are, let her do it. Let go of that pride and allow her to shine. You know, as men, we think that we're the barbecue kings. You know, we're cooking out, we're grilling, boy, it's the men out there doing it. My wife loves to do it, and she's good at it. So it's kind of a win-win when I let her do it. I get good food, and she's happy. So, You know, we don't have to do it just because, oh, that's a man's job. If they like to do it, let them do it. And submission does not mean being passive. A wife's who husband is not following God is not told to be passive and not influence him. Instead, she should influence him by her quiet and gentle spirit. <clears throat> I have a pastor friend of mine. He lives in uh, Old Glory. And he tells a story of when he was a kid and his parents. He says that his dad was a, was a very hard man and was just totally against God and totally against uh, preachers. He said that he said the only man that becomes a preacher is just a man because he's too lazy to do, do, do a real job. Well, this kid grew up to be a preacher. so. But he talks about how uh, his mom was always leading them to Christ, leading him and his brother to Christ. And every Sunday she would get them ready for church, and she would tell his dad, we're going to church, you want to go? And he says, no, if you're going to church, I'm going to the bar. But he said every day when the dad would come home from work, the mom would have a glass of iced tea sitting at a table, sitting on the table beside his chair. And he'd come home and he'd sit down and she would go in there and she would unlace his boots and she would pull his boots off of him. And she would fix supper and she'd put it on a dinner tray and she would bring it to him. And he said when he got married, he took his wife over there and told her to watch and she said, not on your life. <laughs> but he asked his mom when he got older, he said, Mom, why do you do this? Why do you treat him so well when he treats you so bad? And she said, well, how else can I show him God? She said, by, doing, by, by submitting to him, I'm showing him God. And eventually she led him to Christ, and eventually his son got to baptize him. So that's the power of a woman right there, fellas. Don't, don't ever think we're better than them because they've got it figured out a lot better than we do most of the time. Lurleen, we don't need your yells over there. <laughs> Verse 24 says, Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own, own husbands in everything. In everything. 
So what do those two little words mean? And everything means that you cannot create loopholes to dodge this command. A wife cannot say, I'll submit to my husband if he does this or if he does that. A married couple should never blame each other, but should always focus on their own responsibilities. <clears throat> and everything includes submission in thoughts, words, and deeds. Submission and respect begins at the thought level. So instead of focusing on your husband's weaknesses, focus on his strengths. Encourage him in the things that he does and show him that he has your support. And everything does not include submission to sin. If your husband asks you to do something that's against the Bible, you should respectfully refuse. If he asks you to lie or to cheat or to stop going to church, you would be sinning against God by submitting to him. And everything does not mean that you have to say yes to his every demand, if by doing so you are encouraging your husband's laziness and irresponsibility. God didn't give this command so that our wives would have to cater to us. And we are not biblically loving our wives if we are using them as our own personal slaves. You see, as men, we get hung up on this little section. Wives, submit to your husbands. That's the only part we remember. That's the only part we want to preach. But we often forget that we have a command to, to love our wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. And that we should love our wives just as we love our own bodies. We are to nourish and cherish our wives just like God does us. So my prayer is that this message resonates in our hearts and that all see what a good Christian marriage looks like. You see, it takes 100% effort from both the husband and the wife. You know, I heard growing up that a marriage is 50-50, and that's one of the biggest lies I've ever heard. If either person is only willing to give 50% into the marriage, it's destined for failure. That's just like our walk in Christ. We have to be all in. You see, we're the light in this dark world, and the world is watching us. The world wants to see what we're doing, and the world needs to be able to see God through us. So we can't live the same way that the world does. There has to be a difference in us that they notice. It has to be something that draws their attention. And we make this happen by following the instruction manual that God has given us. Husband, love your wives, and wives, submit to your husband. Two simple commands that can produce a light so bright that no amount of darkness can extinguish. Will you please stand? We're having a fellowship meal after this, so I hope you women realize that this wasn't an attack on y'all because I really don't want to get pied in the face tonight, today. So. But we've got to understand that, that this is our manual for living. Everything we need to know is right here in this book. And we've taken it and we've tried to twist it around and we try to say that we don't need all this and that, that this was wrote a long time ago and this it doesn't affect us anymore. But everything that is in that Bible, just because it was written 2,000 years ago, still applies to us today. And we have to observe it and we have to understand it and we have to dig into it and we have to abide by it. You know, our lives can be very simple if we just follow this. We make it hard on ourselves because we try to do it on our own. We don't ask for direction. We don't ask for guidance. We make our own decisions. 
and that causes us problems, causes us turmoil, 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 that's a hard word today, my mouth is really dry today, if y'all can't tell, but uh, it doesn't have to be this hard, life can be very easy for us and very happy, and all we got to do is just follow this, you know, when you get, when you get some new equipment, you look over the owner's manual, figure out how to do it, how to run it, how to operate it, how to make it work for you. So why would we not do the same thing in our lives? It's very simple. Whether you're young, old, a kid, adult, whatever it is, everything we need to know is right there. We just have to step up and start following it. We're going to open up the altar if anybody wants to receive prayer for anything going on in their lives. Whether it's a, a medical condition or a spiritual condition or whatever it is, if you need prayer, I encourage you to come up and, and ask for it. Or if you want to receive salvation for the first time, if you, if you want to really know God for the first time, come up here and ask for it. I mean, God's given us everything we need. We just have to come ask for it. So I'm going to pray, and then we'll open up the altar. Father God, I just want to thank you. I thank you so much for sending your son to die on the cross for us. I thank you that you loved us so much that you were willing to sacrifice him for us. Father, I just ask for forgiveness that to, when we don't, we don't understand the importance of that and just how powerful that was. Father, I pray for just opportunities just to minister and just to share your love out in this community. Father, I pray that the Holy Spirit will just flow through this church, Father, that when we leave that people will just be able to see you through us. Father, we just ask you these things in Jesus' name. Amen.